Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We've all been let down by people we love, and it hurts, even when it's not malicious. Today, Pastor J.D. reminds us that God will never be one of those people. He can't not keep a promise. Instead of reeling in the hurt and the fear, give your cares to God and allow Him to wrap you in His peace that surpasses understanding. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 16th, 2022. If you'll kindly allow me to, I want to, for the remainder of our time, take and tackle some of the tough, (laughs) aforementioned, serious concerns. I want to be very specific and practical but more importantly, biblical. What follows, in no particular order, are five, there are more certainly, but five very serious situations that many brothers and sisters in Christ are dealing with currently. This is what we as a church are dealing with. This is what I as a pastor am dealing with. And so I want to just kind of roll up our arm sleeves. We don't wear long sleeves in Hawaii. Of course, this time of year, it's, oh, for for the locals, it's so cold. It's in the 70s. Oh, where's the coat? Those of you on the mainland have no idea what it's like over here. (laughs) If it drops into the 70s, high 60s, I don't think we, have we hit the high 60s yet? Oh, I shouldn't probably even say that. Everybody's like, are you kidding me right now? we got 25 feet of snow, and it's 40 below, and anyway, I digress. <laughs> so we're going to roll up our arm sleeves. The first one, it has to do with a loved one that's in the hospital clinging to life. What about that? Okay, I want to be, again, as practical as I possibly can. And I want to encourage you, this is very real, and this is really happening. And doubtless there are some of you here today or watching online that are in this situation. Somebody's in the hospital, very sick, clinging to life. Just by way of a practical reminder, the days of our lives, the day of our birth, and the day of our death are in the hands of the Lord. Let me say the same thing in a different way. God will have the final word. We will never leave this world one second sooner than when it's time. And God knows when that time is. For some, it's sooner than 
we want or would have expected. Recently we uh, got the heartbreaking news that Pastor Ray Bentley of Maranatha Chapel in San Diego went home to be with the Lord. I, I stand before you today as one who does not have the answer as to why, why. And maybe we'll never know why this side of heaven. The one thing that I always have to remind myself of is that that loved one who goes to be with the Lord, if they were given the option, hypothetically, to where they could actually come back, don't take this personally, they would not. No, for real. They would not want to come back. I mean, my goodness, they're absent from the body present with the Lord. And you want me to come back? Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. I want you to come up here. I don't want to go back there. I'll tell you, that has really helped me over the years. We've had a lot of people in this precious church that have gone home to be with the Lord, and there were so many times where I just really struggled with, why Lord, why? But God. And here's the thing, and I want to draw your attention to Romans 8, verses 38 and 39. The Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is writing and says, For I am convinced, there's no question about this, that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation, (laughs) will be able to separate us, listen, from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When our daughter Noel died, the Lord really ministered to me that no matter how bad it is, no matter how hard it is, it cannot and will never change how good God is. Nothing can separate you from the love that God has for you. No death can do that. Death or life, nothing created, height or depth, angels or demons, nothing can separate you. Why is that important? Because when this happens, there's always that question, questioning the goodness of God and the love of God. And at a time like this, you have to be convinced that God's love for you never changes. In fact, if anything, He's closer to the brokenhearted. It's not so much that He loves you more. I mean, He loves you with a a perfect love, agape love, unconditional love. But you have to be settled in that, because if you start questioning that, you start thinking that maybe God is not good, God is not love, 
And if that happens, it's just a matter of time. One last thing on this, we'll move on. If you have somebody that is just clinging on to life, you need to trust the Lord like never before. How do you know that God isn't going to do a miracle? And by the way, I have a miracle I want to share with you today at the end. God's a God of miracles. He's the great physician, the God who heals. You trust the Lord. You trust the Lord like never before. Number two, I've lost my livelihood and am in financial need. Again, very real, very serious. I want to share with you two of many, and when I say many, I mean Scripture is replete with one promise after another about how God will always provide your every need. That's just a given. That's not, not, not even a question, okay? But I want to, again, very practically encourage you in this regard. God will provide. It's not a matter of will He provide, it's how will He provide, and when, and the way. How do you know that God isn't going to provide from an unseen treasury that you have no idea of? And it will always be for His glory. But He will provide. Well, He better get going, because (laughs) the rent's due. I don't have it. Trust the Lord. Trust in the Lord like never before, with all of your heart. You'll see. Again, I, you'll forgive my reference again to my daughter Noel, but I think this is the Lord that I would share this. And actually another um, example with the building that we're, <laughs> we're in. So when our daughter Noel was dying, you know, the medical bills were piling up. And I just remember getting in the mail this bill for this amount. Of course, I didn't have it. So I just laid it out to the Lord, acknowledged the Lord, put my trust in the Lord, <laughs> and uh, said, Lord, I, I know you always provide. I've never been disappointed. Nobody who ever puts their trust in the Lord will ever be let down. That's impossible. Impossible, I tell you. That's not hyperbole. It is literally impossible. If you put your trust in the Lord, you will never be disappointed. You will never be let down. So Lord, I've trusted you all my life. I know you're going to provide. I don't know how. (laughs) I don't know when. Right now would be good. Um, But I know you're going to provide. But please, Lord, I don't have the money to pay this. The very next day I go out to the mailbox, there is a money order, anonymous, an anonymous money order for the exact amount of that bill. I'm like, thank you, Lord. That's just who you are, Lord. Oh, you're so good. Always provides. So many times when we were renovating this building, and and I mean the (laughs) payables are piling up, and I'm looking at our bank account, and I'm looking at the payables, and I'm like, (laughs) Lord, you got some bills for your church here. You don't have any money in the account. I tell you, 
God always provided everything we needed. It wasn't in the way I thought, or when I thought, but He always provided. He will provide. He will provide. Matthew 6, actually verses 19 through 34, but I'll just read verses 31 through 33 again. I know this is a well-known passage, but may I just trouble you to kind of hear it and see it through a new lens. Jesus is speaking, and He says, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In other words, you have nothing to worry about. Yeah, but I don't have food in the fridge, money in the bank. <laughs> uh, you have a heavenly Father who knows that there's no food in the fridge and money in the bank. And by the way, it's not that we have to tell God about our situation, because He's all-knowing. He already knows about the situation. Could you imagine what that would be like if you said, Lord, I don't have any money uh, in the bank? You don't? When, when did this, really? When, when did this happen? Why don't you tell me sooner? <laughs> I know that's weird, but we think like that, right? Like God doesn't know. God, I don't have any money in the bank. I know. I, I have to pay my bills. I know, I know, your Heavenly Father knows that you need your bills paid. Your Heavenly Father knows that you need food in the fridge. Because there's no food on the shelves. It better be someplace, right? Sorry. <laughs> That's not really funny, actually. <laughs> God's going to provide. He's promised you. Right? So he can't go back on his word. He's given us his word. So he can't go back on his word. So what are you worried about? He will provide. He will provide. Psalm 37 verse 25, a favorite of many for what I think would be deemed obvious reasons. The sweet psalmist of Israel, David, is writing by the Holy Spirit. And he says, I was young and now I'm old. Don't you just love it when older people say, you know, I was your age one time. I was young. And try to remind my kids that I was young once, once upon a time. I show them the pictures too when I was young and had hair and it wasn't gray. I was young and now I'm old. In other words, I've been around the block. I've seen a few things over my time. But I'll tell you one thing I've never seen in all of my years. I have never seen the righteous forsaken or their children begging bread. Never seen it and I never will. God will provide. Yeah, but pastor, with all due respect, um, I need help financially. Okay? A couple of thoughts real quick, and we'll move on. Sometimes it will come from a brother and sister in the church, or sometimes it'll come from the church. What do you mean? Well, we're a body of believers. But isn't that what a healthy body does? 
when one part of the body needs help, doesn't the whole body come to its aid? I think again about what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians about, <laughs> we're all different parts of the same body. And so I, I always think about it in terms of uh, when I, which I should never do, I should never have tools in my hand. It's criminal because I, that's not my gifting. <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm trying to hammer a nail in. I, I, it's me. I know it's me. But that nail ain't going in. And that hammer ain't hitting that nail. That hammer's hitting my thumb. I got the scars to prove it. So I hit my thumb with that hammer. What does my body do? Oh, it's okay. Starts kissing on it, loving on it, comforting it, rubbing it, praying for it. Oh, Lord, please, you know, <laughs> the thumb is in need. And doesn't the whole body feel it? My whole body feels it. I mean, my, my thumb hurts, my toes going, hey, what was that? <laughs> we are all part of the body of Christ. You see your brother or sister in need, do not say to them, as James says, oh, hey, be warm, be well fed, we'll do lunch sometimes. Ooh. How do you know that God isn't going to provide in a way that you would have never thought, through someone you would have never thought? In fact, you would have never chosen them to be the ones that God would use to provide but it's for His glory. It's all for His glory. All right, this one's a tough one. Of course, they're all tough, but <laughs> how about this one? My church is promoting or requiring the injection. Get out. No, I'm serious. I, I say that in love, but the strength with which I say it is, get out of that church as fast as you can, as far as you can. Find another church. Oh, that's easier said than done, Pastor. Easy for you to say. You have the most amazing church in the world. I know. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's, you know, but I do. <laughs> but anyway, that's another topic for another time. But no, I'm serious. I do have the most amazing, loving church in the world in the world. Um, the problem is if you're on the mainland you can't drive here, so what do you do? And there's not a church that you can go to. Start up a church in your house. Start a home fellowship. You know that's how this church started, was just a little Bible study. You never know what God's going to do. This is Acts chapter 2. Every day, verse 46, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. If you cannot find a church, then wherever there are two or more that are gathered in the name of Jesus, Jesus is there. You have a church. That's church. Two or more. And just go through the Word. Partake together of communion as a home fellowship. I know many are using our videos. That's their, that's their church. And they have people come over. 
I'm so sorry about that, by the way, you poor people have to watch me every week. But that's church. You know, I need to say this, but I don't want to say it. But I tell the staff and the board that we had better hold on loosely to all of this, because we don't know. We don't know. Our brothers and sisters in Canada, by the way, they're all underground now. Those beautiful church buildings, uh, fenced up, locked down, shut down, they've gone underground. Oh, that can't happen here. Hold on loosely. Hold on loosely. Okay, number four. This is hard. I've been rejected by family and friends for not being injected. By the way, parenthetically let me say that I'm using the word injected in lieu of the word jabbed for a reason. Because jab just sounds, you know, kind of, ah, it's just a jab. I will never call it a vaccine. It is an injection, an injection. They are injecting people with whatever's in this thing. And this is so sad because many who have not been injected, who refuse to be injected, are being rejected by those who have. Family, friends, and so forth. If you had any idea how many emails we are on the receiving end of from people that are just heartbroken over this. Well, I want to encourage you. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 10 beginning in verse 35. Jesus is speaking. He says, For I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies will be those of his own household. And then he says this, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Well, you fast forward nine chapters later, and apparently this is exactly what had happened. And I'm so thankful for Peter. Leave it to Peter, who would ask the question that I would want answered. And so he asked Jesus this question. Peter answered him, Matthew 19, verse 27. We have left everything to follow you. What then will there be for us? This is Jesus' answer. Listen to this. Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on His glorious throne, you who have followed Me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And, verse 29, this is us. Everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or fields, for my sake, will receive a hundred times as much, and will inherit eternal life. We're so glad you joined us for this Prophecy Update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. 
If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.